Welcome to a brand new episode of Kathleen McGee is a Hot Mess. Uh, it's me, Kathleen McGee, Hot Mess in the Flesh. You guys, um, thanks for checking out uh, the podcast this week. Um, it was supposed to be out last week, but Jake got a horrendous flu. And I'm not going to say he should have got the flu shot, but he should have got the flu shot. Maybe he got the flu shot. I don't know. I didn't ask. I got the flu shot. Adam got sick. He got flu and then he got stomach flu and i got zero of those knock on wood um i know a lot of people think this stuff that the the flu shot doesn't work but it's fucking free so why wouldn't you get the flu shot why would you not try to save yourself from the pain of the flu children were dying this year because of the flu get the fucking flu shot psychos Everyone's like, oh, when I get the flu shot, I, I always get the flu. I'm like, that's bullshit. That's total bullshit. You're a bullshitter. <laughs> I'm just, I'm an advocate of the flu shot. So, so far so good. No flu for Kathleen this year. Um, It has been a fun week. I did, um, I did the monthly, which is the all-female comedy show in Vancouver at Yuck Yucks on Valentine's Day. And it was such a fun show. So many great comics were on the show. Again, all lady show, but Jasmine, the club manager, she booked a really great all women show. It was four comics went on before me that were completely different from me in every sing in every way. And it was one of the most diverse all lady shows I've been on. I was really excited. I always get put on the dirty girls of comedy, you know, and so we're all dirty and then it's just the same thing for an hour and a half. I really loved that it was a really fun show with different women. It was really great. I was pumped and uh, it was practically sold out. It was an incredible crowd. Even the people that were obnoxious <laughs> and drunk. Um, the worst audience member is a drunk, good looking girl because... First of all, they can't believe that a girl that is not hot is getting attention. <laughs> and this is what I said to her. I'm like, I feel like she's sitting there looking at me like, but this girl's fat. Why are you guys listening to her? I don't understand. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was just a drunk, obnoxious girl. But it's so funny because they just can't believe that people don't think it's cute that they're shouting stuff out and things like that. I mean, I've never been a super, super hot girl. And please don't be like, but you're pretty. I That's my number one pet peeve. When you talk about how you look and people are like, no, you're beautiful. I'm like, no, listen to me. I'm realistic. I know I'm a good looking girl for the type of girl I am. <laughs> I have a pretty face. I have a great personality. I got a booty, you know. But um, I've never been like a stunningly hot girl. I don't know what it's like. To live like that. I need to have like super, super hot girl on this podcast so we can talk about what life is like to be super, super hot. Um, yeah, that's my next one. i got to find a hot, hot model or something. Get her on here. Talk to her. See, see what it's like. 
Um, anyway, yeah, this week was great. Uh, I am just about to head to the airport to go to Whitehorse, where I'll be tonight, which is Saturday, but this isn't coming out till Sunday, Monday, so I already have been in Whitehorse, but I'm really excited to go back up to the Yukon. Always a great show at the Guild Hall, and um, so pumped to see the Whitehorse comics. There's They've got a little scene up there. It's great. That's the cool thing about touring is you get to see all the scenes that are blossoming in the smaller towns not even towns but the smaller cities the not like the not the vancouver's or the toronto's or the la's or new york's or chicago's like a smaller city scene is usually quite strong i'm moving back to edmonton and i'm pumped that scene when i started was great it's just continued to become a really strong scene there's so much comedy in that town there's new venues opening they have three full-time clubs I mean, it's a great town. I'm very excited to go back to Edmonton, but I'm waiting until the snow is gone because <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I can't. That's like quitting smoking cold turkey. I mean, I've never been a smoker, but I've been around smokers when they're quitting cold turkey and they're insufferable, Adam. But just kidding, Adam, you're doing a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> but going to Edmonton in the middle of winter, moving there, that's like the stupidest thing I could do. Not going to do it. Going to move there May 1st. That's when we're going. Um, yeah. This week on the podcast, very funny guy. He's been on here before. We did a podcast at a dog park with our dogs in Calgary. Pete Zedlacher is my guest. He was coming through town with a Snowden comedy tour, which has been this huge tour that started out as just an excuse to go snowboarding with your friends. And Dan Quinn, the producer of this tour, has turned it into like this ridiculous baller tour where they like eat steak every night and they stay in beautiful hotels and they snowboard at the nicest hills and... They do theater shows. Like, it's incredible. Very, very impressive uh, tour. And if it's coming through your time, I think it's coming through Saskatoon and uh, throughout the prairies, and it's ending in Thunder Bay. If you're in any of these towns, go see the Snowden Comedy Tour with um, Pete Zadlocker, Paul Meyerhog, Dan Quinn. Scott Thompson was just on the show uh, in Vancouver that I went to last week, and it was great. I ate a little bit of a chocolate edible, and uh, it was strong. <laughs> It was a good one. I enjoyed myself. And um, I think I want to sm- eat, not smoke, but eat more weed now instead of drinking. It's way more fun. It really is way more fun. Drinking now, it's like you get, I get sloppy and I'm that woman in her mid-30s that's drunk and annoying. I don't want to be her anymore. I want to be the woman in her mid-30s that's high and laughing her ass off and being an asshole. <laughs> not an asshole, but like a goofy asshole. Anyway. Yeah, I think I'm going to get higher more often that's what i'm gonna do i signed up for a website where um i got approved i can order the problem is though you have to order a hundred dollars minimum and i saw that and i'm like well well i don't have a hundred dollars minimum to spend on weed (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna save my money and then i'm gonna make one big order i mostly just want the chocolates and the edibles i don't smoke i don't like smoking i don't i mean i will but i don't love it I think I'm going to get a little uh, weed oil pen, though. I like that. I like vapes. Not like vape, like I'm a weirdo that's blowing a lot of smoke vapes. I like weed vapes. If you vape, is that what the vapors is from? I don't know. Just thought maybe there's a connection. That was embarrassingly bad. Anyway, um, I love you guys. Thank you for always listening. Uh, make sure 
you go and you subscribe on iTunes and um, tweet out to your friends. Tell them that you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it. I always want new listeners. And, and the only way that can happen is if you guys share it. Uh, share my podcast. Give me a good review. Tell me what you think. I love you guys. You're my favorite people. Um, I have a lot of touring coming up. I'm going to be in Calgary next weekend at Yuck Yucks from Friday to Sunday. Sunday, I'm going to be part of Roast Battles, which I don't love roasts. I don't because I don't want to be called a fat whore for because <laughs> that's all that ever happens. Is I get called a fat whore. Um, but I'm going to do it for fun. It's going to be fun. So come to that show, Roast Battles. Or come see me headline at Calgary this weekend. Or, ne- yeah, this weekend. Um, then I'm going to be going to Edmonton. I'm headlining the Edmonton Yuck Yucks. And I'm a part of the Empress Ale House four-year anniversary show with your headliner, Graham Clark. Um, my two favorite comedians, Celeste Lampa and Sean LaComber, are also on the show. Mike Lynch, who's new from Newfoundland, living in Edmonton. Fucking funny dude. He's on the show, and it's hosted by Lisa Baker and Simon Glassman. It's going to be fun. Tickets, you can get tickets at Empress if you live in Edmonton, and it will sell out. So if you don't get tickets, you won't be able to come. So hopefully I'll see you there. Um, and then after that, you got I've got some other stuff. I'm, like, what towns are we hitting? I'll be hitting Vernon. I'll be hitting Abbotsford again <laughs> before I leave for Edmonton. Uh, I think I have another Vancouver date. And uh, this summer, uh, I don't know the dates yet, but east coast of Canada, I'm coming for you. Halifax and St. John, New Brunswick for sure. Hopefully Charlottetown or Summerside on PEI and maybe even Newfoundland. So when I get more information, I will share with you. But for sure, I'll be coming out there uh, July, August. So I'll see you then, East Coast of Canada. Anyway, enjoy this episode of Kathleen McGee's A Hot Mess with Pete Zedlock. We got them open all over town. Strictly bitch, you don't play around. Cover much ground. Got game by the town. Get paid as a forte. Each and every so, um, you order your weed online like an adult? Is this true? Is this how we start a podcast? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> this is how we start my podcast. Awesome. <laughs> I can't remember how we started the last time we did it in there's the, never, the dog park. There's never... Yeah, we did it at the dog park. Yeah. There's never um, a way to start my podcast because I don't know... I'm awkward, so I might as well make my po- podcast awkward. So no introductions? Or do you do like Oh, I a, do like a little intro, yeah. So are people hearing like a... Yeah. They heard some like porny style music, yeah. And And my friend's band song. Oh, I know this. I knew this. What were they called? The Adamans. They're in Calgary like you. Me, that's me. Yeah, I'm you should go see them. Yeah, okay. They're really good. That mm. one time was when I was going to go see... Oh, I don't think they were playing. But that was, the, <laughs> that was the last time that I was around you when you were like super drunk and you they wouldn't let you in. Oh, that, the Crown and Anchor? Crown and Anchor was like, you're yeah, not allowed yeah, to come inside. Not. So then I was like, bye. <laughs> good call. Good call. Always a good call. Because I'm like, I want to go see this. I want to go see this music. Yeah. Um, and so yesterday I was like, let's go to Shameful Tiki because that's yeah, like my favorite fun. bar in Vancouver. But I... I had no idea you've been sober for two years. I love that you Like, have. alcohol sober. Yeah, alcohol sober. And I love that I didn't know. Because hmm. usually people that too. Yeah. get sober and they're like, I'm sober now. Make a Facebook post. That, you know. Yeah. And I'm going to. made a lot of regrets. I'm going to delete turning. some of my friends because you're not real friends. And I'm just announcing this to everybody right. when I could just do it quietly. And I, yeah. I'm i an announcer. I, I announce a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm very like, um, I have a lot of respect for that there. You just kind of quietly got sober. 
at the uh, Shameful Tiki last night, our waiter came over and said, uh, the bartender and I were admiring you tonight. And I was like, well, okay. He says, uh, yeah, you're keeping up with these guys, and you're just drinking virgin drinks. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm still having fun. Like, yeah. We had a blast there. It was, night, you know? I love that place. It was my time Monday. Uh, we had at a mystery bowl. Yeah. Um, is it Mystery Bowl? Is that the one you well, had? Well, the Mystery Bowl is the giant one in the c- clamshell. Yeah. Is that the one you had? That's the one that Adam and I ha- shared. Yeah. And then the Mai Tais were the other ones for the rest but of the day. But there was a Volcano Bowl that we never got to see. You're, you can, you can only get a Volcano Bowl if four people are at the That's table. So funny. Because <laughs> it's basically like a bowl. It's a bowl that looks like a, a volcano, and they put 151 at the top where the volcano y kind of thing, and they oh, light they that light it on, on fire. fire. Oh, that's so great. And then See, it's that just alone like a giant. makes me want to start drinking again. I'm like, let's, let's I, go back. I'm going to start drinking, and then we'll go back to the shameful tiki. I dabble in stopping and starting, but okay. like, I mean, even you saw last night, and Adam is exactly like me. Yeah. If I drink, I'm drinking. Like, I'm not having a couple cocktails, I'm getting yeah. blackout Interesting. drunk. Interesting. Yeah. And I can't. I, uh, when I stop drinking, like I'll, I might not have a drink for two weeks, but then when I drink, I drink. Kaboom. It's yeah. like I'm a binge. Now, do you do you find like when you go out drinking, do you ever have like a oh I'm only going to have a few tonight, and then it turns into all the drinks? Always, always. Whenever I'm like, I'll have one beer, and then all of a sudden, I guess we're going to walk to the car tomorrow. I guess I live here now. <laughs> I guess this is my new home. <laughs> yeah, I just don't have the ability to just have a couple yeah, cocktails. It's yeah. like because I don't see the point. Mm. I if. I feel like alcohol is not, I don't love the taste of alcohol. Like I hate going to those fancy cocktail bars and like drinking like tears of a dove and elderberry juice. I want to drink tears of a dove. If that's a thing, (laughs) I want to do that right now. But it's just like, I don't like that pretentious or like, I'll have an old fashioned. Whenever anybody orders, they're good. But like, I'm I'm just not like, I never loved the taste of alcohol. There's a whole culinary part of booze that, that. I really appreciate it towards the end of my drinking career. But, you know, like you go to like a fancy bar with a marble top. Yeah, and yeah. There's like an actual mixologist behind the bar and he'll like press like Named the Gavin or egg or, whites and they whip it and yeah. all those different. I love all that stuff. You know, he's wearing See, a leather apron and a curly mustache. And I don't yeah. love that stuff. I find it. I kind of like I'm just like, this is too much. Just give me like a, a Canadian with some Clamato. <laughs> So what was a Mai Tai? What, were you, what was the booze? It, it was, was like rum, right? rum and lime and who knows? It was delicious. It was two and a half ounces and in you know each what? drink. My virgin ones were just as delicious. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's still, it is doable, but I was on the wagon and I fell off the in wagon that at that bar. Yeah. Thanks to my friend Samson. Yeah. <laughs> I had one drink. I hadn't drank for like a couple months and I had one drink there and I threw up in the bathroom. Because oh my, <laughs> my body yeah. was like, what's happening? What? Are you, you're back? <laughs> Are we doing this we again? Were doing so good. Why? <laughs> so yeah, but. Now, when you were not drinking for two months, did you feel better? Did you yeah, feel, definitely. Yeah. Did you, oh. Were you getting stuff done? Um, I'm still quite lazy regardless, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I definitely, I lost like 10 pounds in a month. Yeah. And that happens at your age. Yeah. It doesn't happen so much at my age. Well, I mean, I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a lot of calories in alcohol. There so is. I, yeah. I lost. It some... turns into sugars, which turns into fat yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then I had a lot more money. Like it yeah. was not a problem to pay rent that month. Yeah, of course. Because, like, you go out and you spend a ton of money. Like, you are a generous person. You paid for a lot of stuff last night. Being a baller on my Snowden comedy tour, you know? It's good to have baller friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way I can survive in this. It was fun. We had nachos and we had shrimp. Yeah. And, like, we were a little bit of baller dinner. It was was really fun. fun. That place is so much fun. There's one in Toronto. Good, clean fun. Good, well, yeah. Good, clean fun. Yeah. Pretty clean. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was pretty drunk. But... (laughs) 
<laughs> my favorite line from last night was you telling me, you might be sober, but you're not good. <laughs> Which was my, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I still haven't deciphered that one. but Or when I, I called it. Paul Meyerhog and yelled oh, at him great. for not coming out. That was great, too. I was very disappointed. I could disappointed. only hear one end of that conversation, but I could just picture him on the other end. <laughs> I don't want to repeat what I said because it was pretty rude. He was uh, <laughs> He's in the middle of a cleanse, so I'm sure he was like exhausted and hungry. And oh, he, he was passed his, out. Yeah. yeah but he laughed. Yeah, good. I made. I, I, I love making Paul laugh. Mm-hmm. I love making my friends that I love laugh. You know what I mean? Agreed. That's such a good feeling. Agreed. Just making somebody... That's what we're doing on this this snowed in tour. It's yeah, just every day we're having like fucking huge. That's belly a dream laughs. tour. It every really single is. comedian in Canada hates you guys. I'm I'm glad they do because it's um they, and they should because we're we fucking worked hard and it's uh yeah it's paid off. Like you're skiing and snowboarding every day. You're eating steak dinners all the time. Yeah, we're smoking. That's it. Drinking cigars. Drinking cigars. You know, <laughs> grind them up in a blender <laughs> the way they're supposed to be done. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's a dream like this like people hate winter and it's the opposite for me yeah. like come October I'm like oh here we go we're getting close to the I'm jealous of you guys but I love that you're doing this because it just proves that this is possible in Canada for uh theater tours to happen yeah. like I mean if everybody was doing it it wouldn't work but because Canada is But small. not everybody could do this tour no. either like it's for international headliners yeah. who are coming together to put on like a super show. Like, yeah. it's like a super group of a comedy show. And it's show. smart. You're not doing 45. You're doing 20. You're doing 25, half an hour, somewhere Each, in there. So you, know? you always have new stuff every year. Every year, brand new show. So it's it's doable. Yeah. You know? It's, you know, like Ron James and Brent Butt and those guys sell out giant theaters, but they're the show. Yeah. Like, they have to do an hour and a half. I saw Ron James do two hours. That's crazy. Like you have to, it takes a couple of years to put that much material together. Yeah. You know? So you can't go back to those same venues over and over. No. Whereas with us, we have this fan base that comes back year after year because it's a new show every there year. There are people though, like when I go back to the town, they're like, are you going to do that joke? Are you going to do that joke? Oh, I'm like, don't course, you want right? to hear new stuff? They're yeah. like, no, I love that joke. Do that joke again. It happens, right? Yeah. But yeah, it is important to, to be f- a fresh tour yeah, yeah. all the time. People, I'm like, just buy my album. Just go listen to it on my yeah, album. Yeah, go yeah, listen yeah. to it on my album. But I've never seen it live. Well, you should have <laughs> supported me back in 2008. Though. Yeah, maybe. Sh- where were you? Yeah, exactly. Right? When I wasn't on this tour. <laughs> I, I just think it's great. I think it's a really... We've got uh, Scott Thompson on this. Yeah, this you've had guests tour. this year. Yeah. You had Deb, did you, yeah. Vanny, and Deb now you've got Scott, Vanny, who's amazing. So hard, yes, everybody loves her. I've never we met do. anybody that doesn't yeah, love right? her. Right? She's so awesome. Agreed. And, and then, uh, and then Scott's been—he's done two shows with us so far as of this taping, and uh, he gave us an amazing compliment the other day. He was like, "Like you guys, this is like a like an amazing comedy show. Like it's." Why you guys aren't celebrities in this country is beyond me. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Why? Why <laughs> am I not famous? There's no such thing as a Canadian celebrity. Can imagine? Unless they're American. Like, you know, they go to America. Yeah. I'm going to relight my cigar. Go so ahead. I'm going to take the microphone. <laughs> Do you want me to hold your microphone for you? <laughs> You're going to relight your cigar. Do you have one of those? Oh, you have matches, not one of those crazy blowtorch lighters. Have you seen those things? Those like drugs. That's for drug people, isn't it? No, I've seen. Oh, for like dabs and stuff. <laughs> Have you ever done dabs? I don't even know what it is. You don't. He doesn't even know what it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, dabs are uh, if you want to die. That's why you do a dab. Uh, anytime I've done a dab, is that yeah, I think I think I don't know. It's like honey oil, yeah, and it's, it's all called that. It's like the THC. Yeah, pure. so and it's where they just, like blowtorch yeah, something. Yeah, and then you drop it in the thing, and then, then you, just and then you just this amount of, and then you're high for like a. 
day, a, day, and a, half, a yeah. full day. The first time I ever did a dab mm-hmm. was with Ari Shafir, and that's when he slammed his hand in a cab door at Young and Dundas Square, and then I broke a shoe, so I left him there oh, and God. got my shoes and came See? back, and he was still, <laughs> he was like bleeding. I'm like, okay. And I was high for a full day after yeah, that. Yeah, no, I can't. And then the only other time I've done a dab was there was a show here at, at a weed room, and I got there early. They're like, do you want to do a dab? And I was like, yeah, sure. I, well, I could do, I can handle it. And I didn't remember any of my jokes. Like, it was oh, awful. See, this sucks. Just awful. See, this is exactly, I've got a chunk of comedy about it now. Like, marijuana is not marijuana that I grew up on. No. grew up on. But, like, when I, I was up. in college, I, was I would Bottle-fed smoke- marijuana <laughs> as a child. I sucked marijuana out of my 90s, mom's tits. 90s weed. You know, when, 90s when I was weed. in college, we'd smoke pot and we'd laugh. And yeah. And we'd go see a movie and it was fun. Now it's a science. Now it's like, oh, now I have to stay inside and rethink my life because I can't. <laughs> I can't work the phone. I was high the other night, and I couldn't figure out the phone to call the front desk. So I had to go down to the lobby and go, do you have a vending machine? And they're like, uh, no. And I said, okay, thanks. And they said, I'll give you directions to a store. I'm like, no, thank you. And I just ran back to my room. <laughs> Come on. I can't. Fun? It's hard to function when you're too high. Too high. My favorite thing, though, is to get like a little uh, hot, like eat an eat a edible and then go to a movie. That sounds fun. Yeah, I went to Planet of the Apes with Sean Proudlove, and we ate a cookie. Which one? The, I don't remember. The last one? No, it was like a couple, quite a few years ago. Okay. It was like one of the earlier ones. And I was so high during that movie. And at the end of it, you know, when they zoom in on the ape's eyes, and then all of a sudden they look like people eyes. Yeah. And I was like, you screamed. We're the apes. The apes are us. <laughs> I, was, I get it. I figured out this movie. <laughs> I need to be high for every movie. I went to go see The Sixth Sense, and. We were leaving the theaters and ev- the theater, and everybody was like, "Oh, that was an amazing movie! What a crazy ending!" And I was like, "I hated it." And they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "He was being such. Sh- his wife was being such a bitch, ignoring him <laughs> and this stuff." And then my friend stopped, and she was like, "Did you not figure out the ending? Uh, did you not realize that he was dead?" And I was like, "He was dead. I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> I'm street smart, smart but I don't know. <laughs> smart, smart. See, when I smoked pot. It was." It was in New York, and I was uh, go see the crow. I went go see the crow when I was the so crow. high, and it was like uh, Brendan Lee jumping over buildings and stuff, and it was just like giggle, giggle, like what the fuck? Yeah. And then walked out of the movie, and then we're all talking about it, and then realized I don't remember anything. I just was just entertained, like it was, <laughs> like it was a puppet show or something. Just like we. <laughs> I love that movie theaters now. You can drink at them and stuff. What? Yeah, like there's at the VIP cinemas. Hmm. You can just sit there and order your food. Like, if Adam and I are going to go out, we'll go to the VIP cinema and, like, have a pitcher of beer. And Is that right? It's great. That's it's so super cool. awesome. Because Christina Walkinshaw. Does it make it, like, the theater, like, chatty then? No. Everyone's still drunk and having fun. I there's love a, watching there's these a planes. plane landing right behind That's us right crazy. now. That's crazy. awesome. I should take a picture. We should do a selfie on this for the thing. Anyway. So my dad was a float plane f- pilot. Really? Yeah. So. Did you fly in them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my so, God. Um, in Ontario? Yep. In Ontario. So I don't tell a lot of people this story, but whenever I see a float plane, it's it's always in moments where I'm at a crossroads in my life and what's happening kind of thing. And then I get like a loud and clear message from my yeah. dad, like just like, oh, you're on the right track. You're you know, you're making the right decision here. So it's always whenever I see a float plane, I'm like, oh, hey, dad. That's so cool. Isn't They're nice. Have you seen Damon Schroeder's one man show? Mm. 
It's incredible. He, he talks about, I want to have him on the podcast, but he talks about uh, going and doing ayahuasca in Mexico. Yeah, of course. And it's a lot of it is he sees a lot of signs. Right. And, and he's like, watch for the signs in your life. You'll see something yeah. and it'll just like you just trigger. Have to be open to it. I'm trying to think of like, if I have signs, I can't think of it. Mm. I don't know. Every time I see a cheeseburger, I'm like, I should probably eat. I wish I'd eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see that golden arches, <laughs> I'm like, that's a sign. I should go to the drive through. Um, What's taking off here? There's a lot of action happening around here in Vancouver That's right now. It's not Stanley Park, is it? It is Stanley Park. That is Stanley yeah, Park? Right there. Oh. So. A tip of the Stanley so Park. Listeners at home, we are at the uh, the Pinnacle uh, Hotel in downtown Vancouver. Yeah, rent a room here. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, there's that's the helicopter. That was what was making all that noise. Search this and rescue. This is crazy. This is really bad podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're just audio <laughs> describing what we're looking at. Well, the last podcast was with Simon King and, she, and Eugene started humping this uh stuffed snake and it was the funniest thing ever but i did get a video of it so if people were curious they could watch eugene <laughs> in- intensely fucking a, a snake wow he like into it. oh god i've never seen him hump anything before it was so great it was like a very proud first moment time for humper, me yeah first time humper long time watcher <laughs> <laughs> we can't leave eugene in the room when we do it i feel it'd be terrible do you have sex with your dogs in the room no, fuck no. Yeah, you oh, leave God. them. You lock the door. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. It's daddy time. You get out of here. <laughs> when one time I don't want four sets of eye, or two sets of eyes on me. No, one no. time Eugene was on my shoulders and Adam was going down on me and Eugene was crying. <laughs> it was so oh funny. Oh my God, it was so weird. I'm like, you we can ca- never do this again. <laughs> we can never have him here again. You caught me on an inhale on my cigar. <laughs> Oh my god, that's great. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It was very odd, and uh, he's eating her literally. Yeah, yeah, and he's very protective oh. of me, so I think he was upset. Mm. But <laughs> of course, oh my god! Oh, that's but yeah, great. that's the only thing we don't. I don't let Eugene do. Yeah, be in the room. But you can watch him fuck a, a snake. Was it's it? hilarious. I bet you, like, someone's gonna pay for that video. These places on the internet, if you post them in the right place, they'll call you. And be like, can we give you fifty bucks for your video? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Eugene's making more money than me someday. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my god! He sold like some. I sold something to some place in L.A. and I'm like, how Eugene is getting action in L.A. and I am not. Uh, He's nominated for a comedy that's award. Right. Would you say he's best cutest com- comedy dog? Comedy dog, yeah, okay. Um, but you're nominated for best merch. I best remember? merch and best person to go on the road with. I think, yeah. I I don't want to win, but I want Eugene to win so that Eugene has a comedy award and I do not. That would be the best be ever. Uh, I've never. I you've won a Canadian comedy award. I was just thinking. I brought my my dog Oliver on stage with me uh, at uh, Yuck Yucks and Ajax because they had like a dog fundraiser thing yeah. going on. So they said, "Yeah, it's open to animals. You can yes. bring your dog." I said, oh my god, I'm going to bring Oliver. So I brought him up on stage with me. And of course, when you bring a dog on stage, that's all everyone's staring at is yeah. the dog, right? So he's on the stage, and I got him on his uh, extended leash. And then I said, uh, "I did a joke." And then I was talking to him, and then back to the audience. And then I said, "We're at Yuck Yucks, buddy." And as soon as I said Yuck Yucks, he ran off the stage. <laughs> and I was like, "Exactly. That was my point too. We should all get out of here." Just <laughs> even the dog didn't want to work for Yuck Yucks. Oh my god! <laughs> boom. Boom. Yeah. Um, I've brought Eugene on stage with me a few yeah. times. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. One time he just chased his tail and totally upstaged me. I was pretty upset, actually. It was at uh, W.C. Fields, famously said. Never work with kids or dogs. Or dogs. Right? But they're so cute. Not kids, yeah. dogs. Dogs are oh, so are cute. Gross. <laughs> kids are gross. gross. Get out of here. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't want a Zedlacher legacy? No, I'm done. I'm done. You want to end the Zedlacher name yeah, with yeah. you? And as a matter of fact, I'm Peter the Fourth. Peter the Fourth. Yeah, so there's no fifth. There's no Peter no the Fifth. No. We're Never? Here. No, come on. Well, I don't know. Some people change their minds. This is true. Could be one of those Clint Eastwood guys that have like a baby at 70. Yeah, I do that. No. Die when the kid is seven. <laughs> you know right? what I mean? Right? No. Oh my god! So. No, I want a life of uh, fun and travel. And yeah, take my girl around the world, and we'll yeah. go. We're gonna go visit um, Paul in France sometime. You know, Ugh, where like, in France is he living? He's in uh, Co. 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 Which is uh, by Montpellier. My brother played hockey in Montpellier oh, and wow. in Marseille. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, France is a lovely country. Have you been? Yeah, I've wow. been to France, uh, Paris, Nice, Cannes. Uh, all around all the, around. the southern. I was like in grade nine. We yeah. went for our Europe trip there. Sure. But yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Paris is dirty. Filthy, filthy. But like like when you blow your nose, your snot is black, dirty. Nice. I don't know if it's still like that. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a beautiful country, especially nice. where Edmonton he's Edmonton girl living. flying off to France. Look at me. What, 14 years, 15 Speaking years old. Speaking terrible English and French. Bonjour. <laughs> Je m'appelle Kathleen. I am from Edmonton. <laughs> Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Um, That's great. Like yeah. my grade nine trip, I think we went to Toronto. Yeah, wow. I know. I was very. I went to like a middle class. I would say my neighborhood was like middle upper class, and we were like the poorest middle class. Like all of my friends had like pools. Not all, but a couple girls had pools in their houses, and like they took horseback riding lessons. Yeah. And then Kathleen was like, "Hey guys, uh, can I come and mooch off your stuff and pretend That's, I'm rich?" That's great. <laughs> yeah, I. I've never been rich, but I do want to be rich. I think I'm going to be great rich. Great rich? What yeah. does that mean? Not an asshole. Well, know? yeah, that's nice. You, you would know? hope that you're a good person. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, like, I want to get rich so I can have fun with my friends. Mm. Like I've said, my dream is to be able to tour with my friends, and then we have money to go do shit during the day together yeah. and have fun. Yeah. Like, right. that's, like, my absolute dream. And then pick who I get to tour with and just, like... And this is what snowed in. Is. I know. It's just like four of us get together and just like work hard all year so we can put a new show together. Yeah. And then just travel from BC to Ontario. Do you all invest in it or is it Not mostly in, just no. Dan no, that Dan's puts it all producer together? Guy for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's, the, he's the money guy. Yeah. And the producer guy. And, and, and for people listening, it's not just like they started it two years ago. He's been doing this for 10 years. The 10th anniversary. Yeah. And he probably ate shit for the first few years. Like no, you I, can't, think it, I think it was successful right from the get-go. Like he was like wildly successful. Yeah. Like... It started as an excuse to go snowboarding. Yeah. So they were, the original idea was just to get lift passes. Yeah. And then they went, oh, okay, so Ed Byrne wants to do the tour. So, okay, now it's going bigger. So then they rented some theaters and actually turned a profit for, you know, a little bit for those two weeks that they went snowboarding every yeah. day. And then next year they were like, well, let's do, do it, it again. again and make it bigger and bigger. So it went from nine shows and now we're up to 65 shows. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? Oh, it's good for biggest, Dan Quinn. Biggest comedy tour in the country. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's- it really is. Oh, I love it. And it keeps expanding. So I'm really excited because we're going into my territory this this at the end of the tour. We're going to northern Ontario. Oh, my God. We're ending in Thunder Bay. So Ooh. all my wacko buddies from Wawa are coming up, and it's going to be <laughs> the end of the tour, and it's going to be – I hope they're on a short leash before the show. Are they what, crazy? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had somebody come and embarrass you yeah. at a show? Yeah. Like just be like mortified, be the drunk heckler? No, maybe not. No, I'm mortified, no. But I've had drunk friends show up and think that they're, hey, tell the story about the time you passed out and we markered you up. And like, okay, I, yeah, I really have actually actual jokes I'm going to tell. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Dwayne. <laughs> I had a girl that I worked with come to a show and I got her free tickets and she 
got so drunk and was that horrible yeah. female heckler. Yeah. And I was just like... Never again. And this was early in my career, so it, I did... Like they're, <sighs> the manager of the comic strip was like, "Is that your fucking friend?" I'm like, uh, "Well, I just kind of know her. I don't know her well." <laughs> That's horrible. If you're a friend of a comedian and you come and you yeah. are a dick, you're it's the worst a guest friend. List. Be a good guest. Yes. If you're on a guest list, buy some drinks. Yeah, of course, sure. And I had friends too that like came in and brought booze with them, <laughs> and I'm like, "You guys, like, you have those aren't the friends that had the the pool inside their house, though. No, no, they no. wouldn't." They, they don't stoop that low. They can afford to buy the drinks. Right? <laughs> if you grew up with a pool, you, <laughs> you can, can afford some drinks. House, you can pay for your alcohol. <laughs> That's totally doable. But yeah, no, I don't like I don't like bringing people that I don't. I don't know. I used to do tons of guest lists all the time, but now I'm just like, if people really want it. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm like, just pay at the club. Yeah. Especially when I go to Calgary, because I love that club in Calgary. Me too. And I feel like they're not making as much money as they should be making. So I'm always like, please come yeah, and yeah. like pay and like support this club because I fucking love that club. It's it's not and only like what we do professionally, but it's it's also like we're putting on a polished show. Like, exactly. You know, oh my you, god. Okay, no, I thought it wasn't if recording. We were recording again. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, Kathleen. Did we do that last no, time? No, but you forgot the charger last time. Oh, and, then, and but you did <laughs> went through that exact same motion. Like you went, oh my god, I'm not recording. <laughs> I've done that before though. Like I've done that where. Um, I think it was with Dave Nystrom. We were having this amazing conversation. I looked down. I'm like, oh, my God. We've been talking for like a half an hour. And it oh <laughs> didn't record. This is why this podcast is called Kathleen McGee's Hot Mess. Hot I'm never going to not be like a complete like disaster. <laughs> but that's what makes me you fun. You got it. It's recording. <laughs> it's recording. You can edit this. No, I don't up. edit anything. Oh, you don't, I mean, you can put it up on. It's, it's yeah. good to go. I don't like editing podcasts. I think that for me, the podcast that I like... I, like I listen to podcasts because I just want to listen to people have a conversation. Right. I don't like like when everything is. It sounds like a morning radio show or thing. You know what I mean? So, like, Kathleen, tell us about your newest show. <laughs> you are going up to Grand Prairie. Is that right? Why did you get into comedy? Is it hard? Is it, is it tough to write jokes? Is it? Uh, <laughs> how do you guys write a joke? That's. Uh, Can I open for you? <laughs> is there? <laughs> yeah, all these radio DJ questions. radio DJ comedians are uh, should be burned with fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have friends that are radio DJs and then they always almost all of them say I've always wanted to do comedy and my one friend Fred, fearless Fred, he's yeah. like on the the edge in does Toronto. Do comedy, doesn't he? Kind of. He's really that's how I met him yeah. was he was a judge at uh, a comedy competition and then he was just like I really want to try and he did it a few times but he's honest with himself. He's like I am not a good comedian. He's yeah. really good DJ, right? But like, yeah, he's like, it's I a never... different skill. So I used to write for George Strombolopoulos on yeah. his talk show, and George's background is radio. So with radio, they go, oh, we have forty-five seconds until break. Just keep talking. Yeah. They just keep talking and filling the air, and just keep talking and adding words. And where stand-up, it's the opposite. It's less words. You want to put less words yeah. into the joke so that boom, you have the more or less. So it was hard writing for George because like. Premise, set up, punchline. Just say these words, George. And he'd be like, premise, set up, and then talk for another three minutes and then get to the punchline. And people would be like, what? What yeah. was the joke? It's so it hard was- when famous people get into stand-up. Um, like, I don't, I'm not disparaging any of them, but like, no, I mean, like Steve-O. I worked with Steve-O. He was good, but he um, but he was just mostly stories about being a jackass. Yeah, and, and then he does a big stunt at the end. And But the one person that 
I like have watched and it's just like this guy's amazing is Scott Thompson. You're oh, yeah. worth him. He like and he I, I think I respect him more because I would always see him grinding it out at all of the shows. Like he wasn't just put me on all the good yeah. shows only because he watches the shows. Yeah, yeah, watches them and is enthusiastic. Like I remember the first time I ever met him, I was at the underground in Toronto yeah. and I was just sitting there and I was super high and then the this guy walks in and he goes, Hey, can I sit here? And I was like, yeah. And then I looked and it was Scott Thompson. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and so then weird. I think I was, so I was like, I thought I was going to marry you when I was a girl. And uh, I didn't know what gay meant. Uh, <laughs> when I was a little girl. <laughs> he's yeah. And he's a great human being. What it's been fascinating spending this past week with him on the road. But like he told me, like he wanted to do stand up back in the yeah. 80s, but he never, there was no venue for him. And, yeah. I, and I immediately stopped going like, what? what? Of course there was a... And he, then he was like, oh, of course there wasn't, because he was an openly gay man in the 80s. Like, yeah. You go up on stage at a comedy club, oh my God, you're a pariah. Like, and you're not like you know? that guy that's like, hello! Like, was, you know, uh, yeah, who was he, that character from the 70s that everyone loved? And then uh, he was uh, on, like, the match game, and he was always like, is it Paul Lind? Paul Lind? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. yeah okay. I'm not he, saying that Scott Thompson is Of course not, like but Paul Lind wasn't even openly gay. No, like, he had but, to keep like, that closeted. people knew. Well, did they? Anyway, no. You know? Like and Liberace, but, but Scott crazy. couldn't do stand up. Like he, you know, it was too much of a a thing. Yeah, he could have done stand up in the late nineties. Like that was when it was kind of. I remember working with Trevor Boris at, at the Calgary Yucks. Yeah, and uh, an older comic was there, and he was like, "Because uh, Trevor and I went and bought cowboy hats that day, and he bought a pink one. Of course, <laughs> of course he bought he, a pink I one, love right? Trevor. So he comes out on stage and says." Uh, Hey, everybody. Uh, so I, I got a cowboy hat to fit in. Then he leaves the stage and comes back with his pink cowboy hat. And it gets a huge laugh. Yeah. And, but this older comic said, uh, he said, even like five years ago, there'd be guys in the parking lot waiting for Trevor. Yeah. Like, I was like, holy Well, shit. Trevor, I've talked to him about it. And he said there were some, he'd go to small towns and it would be frightening. Yeah. Like, it would be scary to be a, like, a, and that was like when I started, like yeah. 13 years ago. So he's, I mean, it's not long ago. That people, I mean, I think pe- some people still have those horrible oh, they do, but ideals, they, they, but they're they can't. You can't be that way anymore. Yeah, you can't without everyone else telling a, you you're a fucking you're, asshole. You're a fucking troglodyte. You know? Yeah, I've never, I've never understood why people get upset about something that they, it has no effect on them, like not at all. Right. So it's just very frustrating <laughs> when you see people hey? that still have that stupid mindset. Yeah. But it's like. Well, you're not gay? No. Well, then who the fuck cares? Yeah. Well, what if one of them tries to uh, fuck me? Trying. I'm like, have you looked in the mirror? Men, yeah. Gay men have taste, okay? <laughs> you're a horrible monster. <laughs> Good luck even getting a woman. Uh, <laughs> All right? Like, it's very... And usually the people that are that against it are the ones that feel like, oh, maybe I am like that, but I'm going to push it down yeah, with that's anger. that's what they say. Like, gay yeah. bashers are just gay men that won't accept who they are. Yeah. Thing, right? Yeah. It's got to be... Anyway. A, yeah. We got on gay bashing now. I we're, don't we're, know. We're, we're, I'm feeling the gummy a little, I think. Oh, are you? Well, so I you think had so. A little gummy bear. I think I'm feeling a little gummy I have my cigar going, and I'm yeah. getting into the uh, the last third of it, which is the delicious part. Okay, what is the... Oh, what is the so explain why cigars are good. Because uh, well, I've smoked one or tried it. You, I was really grossed out by is it. Is it? Okay, so... But I've never been a smoker either. No. So this is another interesting thing, is that cigarettes are... Cigarettes is what they are, right? So cigars, like the first explorers came to North America and were introduced to tobacco from yeah. the natives. And then they said, oh, this is cool. And then they went back and they brought the tobacco back. And they said, we'll be back for the rest after. And then uh, they brought it. And then the royalty would smoke these pipes 
And then they discovered, oh, wrapping it and smoking cigars. So cigars was a very uh, high society thing to do, right? Uh-huh. So whenever high society has something that, and then poor people want it, wants a version for their own. So they couldn't afford the full tobacco cigar, so they would make cigarettes. Oh. And then just over time, cigarettes became like tobacco and all those other nasty products that they put in there. Yeah. So I remember reading that going like, fuck cigarettes. Cigars are what, the, that's the cool yeah. one. You know, that's. Have you been to Cuba? I have not. Oh. I would love to one day. Because that's where I like smoke cigars a bit. I <laughs> Uh, I went to Cuba with Meyerhog and uh, Carrie Unger and some other comics and Paul came a day after us and so when he came in that night we were like wasted and like and he gross rum yeah really gross gross rum rum. really gross but it was free or we kind of prepaid for it but (laughs) but but Paul was coming off the bus and uh, I am not a smoker but I had two cigarettes in my mouth when I got off and he was like just quitted just oh, quitting yeah. smoking, and then he's like, "Well, if McGee's smoking, I'm smoking." Oh no! <laughs> but I thought I was down. buying little cigarellos. Cigarellos, yeah. Like I like a nice vanilla little lady cigarello. Mm. My grandpa used to smoke Colts. I love the smell of Colts because right. it reminds me of my grandpa. Right. And my grandma used to yell at my grandpa, and then he'd be like, "God damn it, Florence! I'm a prisoner of war. I can smoke Colts if I want." Great. <laughs> I've Such had malaria. That's so great. <laughs> I feel like it's it, true, like a cigar. Like, like my doctor told me, he said, like, if you could smoke one cigarette a day, yeah. it'd be fine. But they're not designed to smoke no, one a day. They're a meant 25 a day, right? Yeah. So I have one cigar every three weeks or something on average. You yeah. Know? And when I smoke it, I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking love it so much. And it gives me a little high. It gives me a little. Ooh. It does make you like high. Yeah, a little, I'm a little <laughs> bit <laughs> Well, this, this is tobacco. Yeah, I keep tobacco. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to Vegas next week, and I'm sure I'm going to smoke one every day while I'm down there. Yeah. Because you can just walk around with a cigar. Like, can you smoke in? Can yeah, you smoke inside things? Everywhere. Like, just it's really. Vegas, I just, haven't been to Vegas in forever. So I love going into casinos and not being a smoke pit. Oh. I remember when I started comedy, you could still smoke yeah. in the clubs. Yeah. And in the Edmonton club, at least, you're really high up. And then That's the crowd right. was down. That's and right. so it was like performing in a cl- cloud of smoke. And I hated it. It was true. Yeah. And Montreal was the last holdout. Yeah. And I remember the last time I walked into a bar that was smoky. Yeah. And it, we had like in Ontario been like non-smoking for, oh my God, about a year at least. Yeah. So I walked into this smoky bar in Montreal, and I was like, what the fuck? It was so It's gross. so weird, yeah. And then at the end of the, like, the next morning, I was like, what the fuck smells in my, oh, my clothes? Yeah. My clothes reek like cigarettes. Yeah. So I don't miss cigarettes at all. Like, Adam smokes, everything... and I want him to stop so badly. Yeah, it's got to be done. But you have to do it. On, you, yeah. you can't force anybody to do it. But patch and the gum at the same time, I am a big supporter of that. Really? I tell everyone, put the patch on. And then the gum, and then just wean yourself to a smaller patch and a smaller dose of gum. It's and it works. so manageable, yeah. It, and you get all the nicotine that you need, you yeah. Know? So you're still functioning, and you know you get your gratification of your nicotine it's addiction. So crazy that we have addictions. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so high right now. I, are you really? Are you really? <laughs> well, I just—it's so crazy that we have addictions. Oh my god. <laughs> But I was on the on the Nicorette gum. Yeah. And then uh, my girlfriend and I went down to Vegas. Excuse me. And then uh, I ran out of Nicorette gum. So I had to find Nicorette gum. And I was and like, oh, my God. There? And they have Nicorette gum, but it's gross American Nicorette gum. Oh. 
So what makes I it bu- gross American? Well, I don't know. They we have like a coated one that we have here in Canada, and then down there it was. They like, just fill it with corn syrup. Yeah, some kind of. You'll yeah, <laughs> yeah. quit smoking, but you will be obese. <laughs> so then I bought this gross American Nicorette gum, and I was like, "Oh, I can't chew this." And then I quit Nicorette gum in Vegas. So that's a huge badge of honor that yeah. I dropped a vice. In Las Vegas. That's pretty crazy. You know, people pick up vices yeah, in Vegas, that's right? that's a good place. When you guys go to Vegas, you have to go to the Double Down Saloon. It is, is like... In Old Vegas? No, it's like behind the strip. Like, it's not on... The, you have to, like, look it up. But it's like this filthy, just seedy kind of punk bar, and it is my favorite oh, cool. bar in the world. Like, seriously, I have favorite bars. Yeah. It's like the Shameful Tiki, the Double Down... You have not Down. steered me wrong with bar selections, that's for sure. I love going that, to good ones. Yeah. The Dakota in Toronto is one of my favorite bars in the world. I don't know that one. What? No. Oh, it's like at Ossington and Dundas, and it's like, it it's like a westerny kind of bar, but it like they have great music. I used to go and watch the beauties there every Sunday. Oh yeah. And then Serena Ryder used to come all the time before she got famous. Oh wow. But like, I'm sure she does it still. But it's a great. I just I love little bars. Yeah. I hate giant nightclub bars. I just like a little Me dingy too. bar. Me too. I was telling you last night, like the bar that I used to go to when I was a New Yorker was called uh, Bamboo Bernie's. Yeah. And it was very much like the Shameful Tiki, but tiny, like yeah. a little sliver of a bar. And we would drink these fish bowls and it came with a rubber shark. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that great? So by the end of that that first semester in college, our, my college uh, bathroom was just littered with these, ru- these rubber sharks. Do you still have a shark anywhere? No, I never. Oh, you should have kept one. I know. I agree. There's a lot of crap in my life I had to get rid of. <laughs> Rubber yeah. sharks, wives, you know, I had to get rid of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I think sharks are easier to get rid of than wives. Uh, sharks don't want a giant check. <laughs> sharks don't want nothing. They just go in the garbage. Um, uh, I was saying that, and then my uh, float plane just flew over. See? 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 My dad's meant, yep. See? Told you. It was meant to be. You right were meant decision. to get divorced. Absolutely. Adam's not divorced yet. Yeah, he was saying this last night. I was like, oh, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's just expensive. Yeah, it's gross. It's silly. It's a fucking gross <laughs> thing. Marriage is crazy. Like, if you, this is why, like, I've never, well, no one's ever asked me, but <laughs> also, um, it seems like the most expensive, pointless thing ever. Like, weddings, you pay for this wedding, and, like, you can, you have to pay thousands of dollars, and you don't have to, tens but. Tens of thousands. Tens of, dollars. of thousands. I had, Maybe like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I'll watch those wedding shows and the girls like my budget is eight thousand dollars for my dress, and I was like, "You could pay off my life with eight thousand yeah. dollars. You could pay off all of my debts, and I would have money to go on a vacation." Still, <laughs> like, I'm not that in debt, but eight thousand dollars on it, and just yeah. even rings. Like, I would rather have an engagement convertible than like a twenty thousand nice dollar piece nice of jewelry idea. on my fucking hand, which I'd be scared to wear anyway. Do you want to know the story of me getting rid of my wedding band? Yes, I do. Uh, I went. We Did were you in poop Vegas. It out? <laughs> we were in Vegas, and I went to that uh, pawn shop that's on Pawn Stars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I pawned my wedding ring. How much did you get for $100. it? Hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the cherry on this story. Yeah. Um, got in the cab to go back down to the strip, and my wedding song is playing on the radio. What was your wedding song? It was uh, whatever, some shitty song. I want to know. It was uh, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Oh, that's a cute wedding song. Yeah. So that's that a was good playing one. on the radio, and it fucking hit me hard. Like, I just Aww. got punched in the face, and I told the cab driver, can you change the radio station, please? Please? <laughs> it's crazy how some songs will just, like, totally bring you back to a moment, or, like, it'll just bang. It'll give you emotional yeah. craziness. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, fuck, see, I'm still not over my anxieties of, of all that. Just telling you that story, I can feel the anxiety building yeah. up inside me. Isn't that funny, eh? Just because you went through so much. Yeah. For, and, st- yeah. and still... Still, the echoes of that are still rattling around my life. A little it's bit, so you know? hard because, like, every time you get into a relationship, you don't, you're not getting into a relationship because you think it's going to destroy you later. And, yeah, and most relationships destroy people. Yeah. <laughs> just dive in head first, you know. Yeah. Do you think you'll get married again? I don't know. Fuck. Why would I want to do that again? <laughs> I'm still like hurting from this. Yeah. First mistake. You know? I mean, I want to get married, but just because I want to have a party. So maybe I should we'll just have, have a party. party. Just have a party. I want to go to like... Look at his landing. That's there's so more. Cool. Oh, my God. Sorry, uh, audio listeners, but there's a plane landing on the, on the Pacific Ocean. If you want to see what we're seeing, just Google a float plane, and then you can watch it land, yeah, and then yeah. you'll see what we're check, seeing. Check my Instagram. And a tugboat. I, yeah, there's a gas station out in the middle of the water. I dated a guy whose family owned a tugboat company. Cool. But he was just too... Uh, I don't know if dainty is the right word. Dainty. You know, I like can't he was like you dainty, he was meek. A dainty man. He, I know, but like Did I he mean, he have a handkerchief in his breast no. pocket. <laughs> he was, a he was like man. the thing about him was he was really cute. I was really attracted to him, but like, is he prone to fainting? Yeah, <laughs> he got the vapors <laughs> a lot. Uh, <laughs> it just was like weird, and it was like we never officially. It was a weird relationship because we never officially were like, yeah, we're dating. And then, oh, that's why I never saw it because I went through a major like mental breakdown, Oof. like bad, like a couple of Februarys ago, and it was just like I that was the worst it had ever been for me, like a suicide prevention hotline yeah. calls, and like, and that was just like a really bad. And he and I were seeing each other just before that Christmas, so it kind of like went. It, I just I feel bad with how it all ended because I just kind of was like, oh, I'm just I need some time by myself, and I never talked to him again. Yeah, I feel bad about that, but. Well. But it wasn't if meant to be. he's listening now, you know. He, I, I would like to send him a message. Man. Sorry, you dainty, dainty man. man. That's a terrible... He's, he, wasn't da- he was like a bearded burly guy. He was cute and stuff, but it's just he like... dainty. Yeah. You, and can, you can have a beard and be dainty. And he just wasn't aggressive enough for me. Mm. And like Adam, my boyfriend now, mm-hmm. is like the male version of me. Like he's very loud. He drinks hard. The cool dude. He's fun. Yeah. We had fun last night. I he's And I like it because he loves socializing. And yeah. I... Used to love it so much, and now I'm like getting old. Now I'm like I don't want to go out anymore. But if oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, you know who that is? Is that Meyerhawk? It's Paul Meyerhawk. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, I gotta pause this. Is that what? We're, okay, we're recording again. Uh, we were just interrupted by Paul Meyerhawk scaring the crap out of me. Yeah, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys, what the hell? Is that? Paul's the best because he always he's the best at being fake angry. Oh yeah, he's great at <laughs> fake angry. Oh my so, god. When we were in Newfoundland together. He would like, I would like leave the comedy house and he, and he would pretend to be my angry dad. He goes, you whore, you're not going out looking like that. <laughs> really, he had a really good newbie accent. <laughs> he had a great interaction in Fernie with, uh, he got heckled. Uh-huh. He was saying something about going to the sushi bar for, for breakfast and yeah. then somebody heckles him. It's not open till five. And Paul on stage goes, is that the sound guy? We're paying you. Don't heckle me. <laughs> It was fucking such a great moment. He got heckled by the sound guy. Yeah, he's, We're paying you tonight. He's the best. Shut the fuck up. But I don't know if I know anyone that's better at fake angry than Paul Meyerhog. Mm. <laughs> that guy has to have kids so that he can scare the shit out of his kids and then be like, I'm just kidding. It's the funniest because it's, uh, you know, it comes from a place of just funny. Yeah. It's so weird. He just walked in here. He looks like my dad in the 70s. Oh, yeah? Like, he 
really does look like my dad. I was like, ooh, this is like what my dad looked like when I was two years old. Big beard, tall, super skinny. He's on a cleanse like an idiot. I'm. Are you for or against cleanses? I do them. I do them. Yeah. I think they're just like dumb. um, (laughs) Why would you want to do that to yourself? do you feel better Absolutely. after a cleanse? Hundred percent, hundred percent. What's better after a cleanse? I can smell better. I can see better. My mind is sharper. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost weight. But when you do a cleanse, do you like just as soon as the cleanse is over, like I am gonna eat? No, go back to eating responsibly again. Yeah, because if you just go, it doesn't. Be, that's it's, pointless. See, that's what what happened yourself. with me. I'd be like, oh, I just did a cleanse, but now I'm just gonna go drink eight cans of beer. <laughs> See, go to McDonald's. Consequences. That's what I've learned in my yeah. adulthood now is that there's for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Except for drinking and Kathleen. That's <laughs> yes. remarkable. I literally never get hangovers. That's so like you were intoxicated last night. Oh, there was, I there was, was blackout drunk by the end of was it. it. Blackout drunk. Well, I just don't remember getting home. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know I got home, yeah. but I don't remember getting home. I know I did. About six videos on my Instagram, which I now delete. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't even I don't even watch them, but I'm like, I am naked in my bed with my blankets on me, talking uh. about bacon and eating bacon. I don't need the world <laughs> to see this. I think 40 people saw it, and that's enough. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, and then you woke up today with no hangover. I, I got uh, up at 5 a.m., had a couple glasses of water, and took some Advils and went back so to bed. Great. But like I don't know. This is why I drink because I have no. It's gonna change. Co- that's what I'm 37 this year, and everybody keeps saying that. Everybody happen. has said that to me. Yeah. But like the thing is, if I threw up every time I drank, I probably would never drink because that's my number one fear is throwing up. Really? Yeah. So I your it, number I, one fear out of life, all the fears that are out there is I'd rather barfing. die than barf. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't like it. I don't like how it feels. I don't like what how about it tastes. Other people barf. I don't like that. No. I used to, it used to be awful for me um, to watch somebody barf or, or see it. It still is. I still hate it. But like, it's just really me. But I am actually very scared of any kind of puke. Like I was, my dad went out partying the day before we went to this wet, wedding in Calgary. One of my mom's cousins was getting married. Okay. And he went to the rugby club and hung out with all the rugby guys. And he hadn't. Like, my dad is not a big drinker. My dad drinks okay. non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, yeah. And Me too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you ordered it last yeah. night. Um, and your dad can hang out. Yeah, you could totally hang out with Mike McGee. And, uh, but he, he went out drinking, and he normally doesn't drink. And then he came home, and he was, like, puking all morning. And um, I must have been, like, 12 or 13, and I, like, was... I thought he was going to puke in the car. So I was like, dad can't come. Dad can't come to the wedding. I don't want him. Because oh I was God. so terrified he was going to puke. And I had, like, terrible horrifying puke stories as a kid i think that's probably why because mm. i uh whenever i got upset i would puke oh wow i was like that kind of kid which is annoying really strong yeah i don't know what it was uh, but like i like nowadays one... they would just drug you yeah they would give some kind of pharmaceutical fucking to... lucky kids these days yeah. <laughs> just get drugs <laughs> fix everything with some pills god i had to actually work on my stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. i never did no but like i mean like when i was a kid one time my dad was walking we were going to meet my mom. We were at West Hampton Mall, and my dad was walking really fast, and I was little. I'm like, Dad, I have little legs. I can't keep up. And I started to cry, and then and then I got to Canadian Tire and puked all over Canadian Tire. And then the other time I did it, I was a little kid, and my mom sent me to my room. And you know like that when you're a kid and you like are crying so hard, and you're just like, I hope my mom gets hit by a bus. And I just was like crying so hard, I started gagging, and then I puked all over myself. Oh my and I just sat there in my puke 
for 10 minutes and my mom comes in and she goes oh my god why did you come get me i'm like you told me not to move (laughs) and then like that's the other reason why i'm scared to have kids because i don't want to deal with puke pukey kids gross it's just the worst. I was in the Kelowna airport. I'm sure if anyone has pukephobia, this is a bad episode to listen to, but I was in the Kelowna airport. Pukephobia. Pukephobia. <laughs> it's also it's actually called emetophobia. I was going to say that. I'm yeah. sure there's an actual term. It is. It's emetophobia. Pukephobia. <laughs> but I like pukephobia better. better. I want to start a band called pukephobia. That's a great name for a band. <laughs> pukephobia. Maybe we're just going to get shirts that say pukephobia and people oh, will be like, gosh. what? We've I'm- been saying this on the tour. Like, like a like words pop up and we're like oh yeah. my god that's a band name the best one we had so far is a nicotine mustache that's amazing <laughs> i'm gonna start something i'm gonna tell you off air because i don't want anyone to steal it but okay. i just got an idea to be a to make some money anyway all right uh <laughs> yeah pukephobia i have a definite okay uh, i'm on the last inch of my cigar yeah and it's this is the magic part this so is why where, is it magic because it because you suck all the nicotine into here, mm-hmm. so that when I drag on this, it's going to be like, oh, here we go. This it's is what ju- makes people that don't juicy. smoke a lot puke. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. You never inhale these things either. <laughs> what do you mean? You just put it in your mouth and yeah. blow it out? Yeah, you just bring it to the back of your throat a little bit. And, oh. oh. You got to Bill so Clinton these cigars. Yeah, Bill Clinton <laughs> these. Yeah, that's it. I fucking love Bill Clinton, especially looking at who's in power now. Like You look at the, the shitty presidents, and you're like, anything oh, is better yeah. than when this I was disaster. In New York, Bill Clinton was the president. Yeah. And there was such outrage with some people, like just that, that whole section of society that was just yeah. like, the worst thing that's ever happened to the presidency. Got a blowjob in the Oval Office. Impeach him, impeach him. Like you think back to that now and it's like, oh my God, he was a fucking Buddha compared Haven't you to- heard of like John, Kennedy, John F. Kennedy fucking his 19-year-old secretary, fucking Marilyn Monroe? Like I love when people get all up in arms about somebody and it's like, you, you're, but JFK is your hero? Like- it's just because it wasn't talked about or was covered up a lot better. But JFK was a good leader on top of that. Oh, yeah. Thing, you know? yeah. So, like, people... But Bill Clinton wasn't awful, was no, he? he was a great leader. Yeah. Charismatic. He played the fucking saxophone. I'm, I'm comparing the guy that's in charge down there right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's a terrible leader. Yeah. You know, like, the but country's falling people apart are like, we miss George W. Bush. <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. That's how bad Clinton, Trump is right now. Yeah. George W. looks like amazing as a president he looks presidential yeah wow i've been re-watching 30 rock okay it's actually really interesting to watch with the political climate that's happened right now because there's a lot of jokes about donald trump oh yeah there's a lot of jokes about obama because obama got uh became the president in the middle of the series right. and like and alex ball alex alex alec baldwin plays uh like the character as a republican right he's a oh, hardcore he, yeah. republican so okay. it's like really funny to watch this Knowing what we know now, but they didn't know then. And there's lots of jokes about Bill Cosby. There's one because Tina Fey has been talking about Bill Cosby being a sure, creep I've been talking about it for long years. Hannibal Burr yeah, but somebody finally listened to him. But like, so there's a joke where they get Bill Cosby on the, a fake Bill Cosby to call Tracy Jordan to get him to do something. Okay, and so it's just a guy doing a Bill Cosby hey, voice. Tracy Morgan, yeah, do my jello exactly. <laughs> yep. And then. He go and uh, he goes. I don't want to talk to Bill Cosby. You know what you did to my aunt Deborah in 1976. <laughs> it's crazy. And this was before yeah, yeah. it all came out. Yep. So it's kind of cool to watch. Like we were talking about this before. Like I've had this idea to do this too. It's like you watch stuff and you talk about if it holds up in today's yeah, yeah. society because there's a lot I'm of stuff. This cigar now. Okay. Are you Thank high on nicotine? I'm, no, I'm just I'm perfectly happy smiley. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to be. That's what you want to be. Oh, that was good. But yeah, like we were talking about. What was that? That's a. Uh, 
cruise ship. Tugboat. Is oh, that, that's the tugboat? Is that your dainty ex-boyfriend in the tugboat out there? <laughs> hey, Ryan. Excuse me. I've got a tugboat to get through. <laughs> Pardon me. Oh, no. I fainted again. Dainty is the worst word I could have chosen. <laughs> he wasn't dainty. He was just like, I don't know. Oh, that's hilarious. He wasn't hard. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, dear. I'm the tugboat captain. Oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> oh that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember. My tennis pals will tease me immensely. <laughs> I love tennis. It's a fun sport. Yeah. yeah. I did it as a kid. I played tennis as a kid, but I always loved the ball machine that spit out balls. I never got to do that. Yeah. See, again, growing up in a very small town, we missed out on all these. Cool there were no things. tennis club and no Wawa. Club. There was no swimming pool. There was no. What? Yeah, we swam in a lake, you know. Even we, the smallest towns have an outdoor swimming pool. Nope. nope wow. No, we swam in Wawa Lake. Oh, my God. Or Lake Superior, which was freezing, always freezing yeah. cold. Even yeah. at the height of summer, it would be one degree. That's that's the, how much it changes between winter and summer. <laughs> You're like, I think cold. we should change the name from Lake to Superior to Lake Freeze My Balls. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was always a dare. Like, jump in the lake and you'd last maybe 10 seconds oh and come God. running out again. Yeah. Have you ever been submerged in really cold water? It's awful. No, I don't think I have. I was in uh, Jasper and we were in this area that was like, had rocks so you could like suntan like lizards. And we were walking out to the rocks in the middle of the stream. It was oh, like a little cool. waterfall thing. And uh, I slipped because the rocks are really slippery. Okay. And I slipped and fell and went under. And it was like 30 something degrees outside, but it was like glacial water. Oh. And I like. When I fell and went under, I literally went, <gasps> I couldn't breathe. Yeah, it was happens, so right? crazy. It's te- I'd be terrified to drown. It's like the, <laughs> the, the movie Titanic when uh, yeah. the water starts coming in and then Leonardo DiCaprio goes downstairs and then he puts his feet into the water for the first time and he goes, yeah. <gasps> that's, that's what it would be like. Yeah. It's fucking Cold. ice North Atlantic water coming in, right? It's, oh. yeah, yeah. So not a pleasant it was way the, to go. It was a terrible feeling. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be the worst way to die, drowning or burning. Oh, my God. We're getting some heavy. We went th- gay bashing, pukephobia, you know, there's so horrible ways to die. so many things that we can this do. This podcast is a hot mess. It is a really hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Super hot mess. <laughs> um, I I get told that the people like listening because I cry on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love it when you cry. And they're like, I don't mean to make it sound like if I love when you cry. I'm like, well, you should probably have horrible things continue to happen to me. Oh. No, I'm just being oh. overly dramatic. I'm a very emotional. Are you an emotional person? Huh. Like, if have you ever I cried my, in public as a man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where? Um, and not at lots. a funeral or anything, yeah, yeah. but just when, like, you know, horrible things happen. Somebody you, you hurt know? your feelings yeah, and yeah. you started crying. No, probably not that. No. Have you ever cried on stage? Uh, I've been emotional on stage. Yeah. Like uh, the night my grandmother died. Yeah. I, I still had a show to do. And I remember calling my mom and she told me the news. And and then uh, and I had a show that night. Yeah. And uh, it was in Mississauga. And I said, well, should I do the show? And she said, well, your grandmother would want you to do that show. And I was like, yeah. oh, absolutely. So then I pulled up there and my grandmother's name was Hazel. So I pulled up and we parked in Hazel McLaren as the the mayor of Mississauga at yeah. the time, right? So we pulled up and the parking spot was reserved for Hazel. And I was like, oh my God. I thought you were going to say a float plane came down no, named Hazel. No, not quite, not <laughs> quite that. But, but uh, And then I walked in, there was a big portrait of Hazel and I was like, oh my Aww. God, Hazel's everywhere tonight. So then I did my set at the end of my set. I said, uh, I started talking about my grandmother. I can feel my, my voice yeah, yeah, doing yeah. that little kind of, t- and the audience was like, oh, 
And then I talked about her and I talked about all these signs leading up to the show tonight. And I was, I was like, I'm so glad I did this because, you know, this is for you, yeah. Gammer. And uh, it was a nice way to wrap up the show. I think I- it's important to do that. Like my grandpa died. I had a show that night and I was so close to my grandpa and it was the worst ever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I did a show that night because he would have wanted me to do it. Of course. And I just, it's like once you do have a good show, you feel so much better. Yeah. I think it's important to do, like, to not get sad. Like, when 9-11 happened and everyone was like, when are we allowed to talk about fun stuff again? And it was weird. It was a weird feeling where everyone was like, am I allowed to be like... September 11th happened on a Tuesday. Yeah. And then Wednesday, I was at Spirits. And, and we were all like, do we talk about this? Yeah. And, and we we're just like, let's all just not talk about it and just have a comedy show kind of thing. Yeah. And Boyd Banks. <laughs> yeah, I know this story. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say, and Boyd Banks. That's... Some of the greatest stories just, in Canadian comedy have the phrase "and Boyd, Boyd Banks." Banks <laughs> just eviscerated that whole all the footage that was happening. Not making fun of no. anything people that died or anything, but just making fun of the videos of people reacting to the tower, like dumb New Yorkers yeah. going, like, "How did the plane land on the towers? Oh, it crashed in the towers!" And it was just so uncomfortably funny. We yeah, fucking, it was exactly what we needed at that moment. It was, I love Boyd. To, to forever but especially for that moment it, it was, was so great that's <laughs> one of my favorite stories about him i think it's so important that 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 you are able to laugh about the worst you're tiptoeing around things you know there's, yeah, it's you always nice to, to have a bull come in and just like smash all the, the yeah. preciousness around you it. don't need to be like tasteless about it no. or make you you do have to consider that there are people that, that actually affected and it was probably the worst day of their life but uh, Rodney Pentland is a comic who's passed away. I don't yeah. think you ever. I never met him, him but so I knew of him. Rodney was a dear friend of mine, and he had a brain aneurysm, and he survived. Um, but he was he had brain surgery, which they filmed, and I watched it with what? him. I was crazy, and then um, he was in the hospital, and then he was given uh, breaks, like he could leave the hospital. Yeah. So we had a fundraiser for him at the Laugh Resort. So we asked, like, can Rodney come to the Laugh Resort? Because right down the street from the ho- the hospital. And they were like, okay, as long as somebody escorts him there and then is with him all times, yeah. then we'll bring him back kind of thing. So we brought him down. We sat in the back. And everyone's, like, walking with on eggshells and kid gloves. Like, do you need anything, Rodney? How are you feeling? Is everything okay? And he's like, I'm fine. I'm good. And then Boyd goes up to him. <laughs> says, Hi, Rodney. I'm Boyd. I'm your friend. Friend. <laughs> friend i knew you before your brain exploded i'm a friend friend and rodney's crying laughing and we it just it set the mood perfectly like that's incredible it was in the great i i love it yeah. <laughs> my favorite my favorite boyd story was when he was doing his show at the underground where he would do mushrooms so every two oh weeks he would host a show and he'd be like on a lot of mushrooms and he'd get naked yeah i've never i've never been at a boyd getting naked show i've seen boyd's cock more than i've seen my own i think <laughs> like he constantly gets naked constantly yeah yeah he does love to swing it out there i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was just hosting and it was halloween so the whole underground was like decorated with halloween oh, yeah. class decorations and right. then there was like on the microphone stand there were some things and then there were cobwebs you know those cobwebs you get yeah, at the dollar yeah. store so boyd at one point made this gesture he's holding on to the stand and he made this gesture and his hand went out and he had cobwebs on his hand oh my god and he just started like screaming in terror and he thought he's like my guts are coming out he, thought his, he was so high on mushrooms and then also and then also on that show <laughs> he, so he just he was just standing all he did he got up on stage to bring up the next act and he just stood there and went do 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 do
And then he goes, the theme from Golden Girls. <laughs> and someone's like, that's Night Court, boy. And he goes, Night Court. <laughs> oh, my God. I find that, I don't know. I have way more fun with comics. I've been doing it for longer. <laughs> this is not weird. Like, not the new comics, but I find that everybody is so fucking sensitive now. And, like, I feel like the newer comics aren't as fun. Oh, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for that. No. No, we can talk openly about that, sure. But yeah, I just feel like I had way... But maybe it was just because I was... Like, when I started doing comedy, you had way more fun nights. But, like, nobody... I don't know. Yeah, okay. It's a weird feeling. Maybe it's just here. where I am. Yep. And maybe they are super fun, and I'm just getting yeah. too old to hang out with them or something. Here's the or? problem with... And I'm painting a broad with broad strokes about younger comics now. Yeah. But um, a lot of comics will go to an open mic or a, a book show, do their spot, and then leave. Yeah, they never Whereas hang anymore. It was when I started at Spirits back in the day. There was like I looked eight forward of us. to Wednesdays. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it was eight of us that would, and I'd show up, and then Downey would say, "Can you do a spot?" And I said, "Yeah." Oh, thank God, we've got a you know somebody canceled. Yeah. And then we'd all watch each other's sets, and then afterwards we'd drink beer, and then go like, "Hey, what about this joke? Yeah. You can take it with this." And what about this punchline? We'd riff on each other's yeah. material, and that's how we grew as comedians. I feel like maybe so it was more of a just do their spot, go home, and and there's just not that collaborative anymore i think it was more it was more of a community feeling yeah and now it feels like everyone's just there because they're there for themselves yeah. and that's it yeah i i don't know i it's really weird i don't feel I the keep same bringing it back to this note in comedy tour but this is exactly what the first week of the tour is like yeah. we worked on our 25 minutes getting it polished or whatever and then we bring it and then we have you know three comics also watching each other's sets and going like what if you yeah. take it with this and what if you open with this and so by that second show, it's sharper, and the third show, it's sharper. So it's, a, again, that collaborative of having – just like it's like working with a director as an actor. You yeah. Know? You need an extra set of eyes looking at what you're doing. Totally. So that you can bring the best – bring out the best in you, right? Yeah. I think that I think that comedy needs to have more of a community again. It doesn't feel – I agree. I agree. It doesn't feel like a community anymore. It just feels like everybody is out for themselves. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird – Maybe I'm getting older yeah. and I don't hang out as much anymore, but I haven't had like crazy nights where I've been laughing so hard. I think the last time I can think about that was I was in um, Winnipeg and I went to a comics house and, and it's like the comedy house, like a bunch of comics live there. And we did Mushrooms and watched Planet Earth and laughed. I haven't oh laughed that God, hard in sure. so long. And I think it is like Winnipeg has a super strong community there. Like Everybody is, is there for everybody. It's a really great comedy community. And I think that's what it was. I was just like, this is... Because I remember starting in Edmonton and we had that core group yeah. of us. And it was just like like nights at Boston Pizza, like dying laughing. I haven't had a night like that mm. in Vancouver. And I'm not saying that the community isn't good. I'm just saying it doesn't feel like like you're trying to So have, like when you hit an open mic here in Vancouver... Yeah. Like, are there comics that are watching and then they... Yeah, can... there are comics in Vancouver yeah, like yeah. that. that and those that are make the comics it. that make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so, when, but sometimes they move away. Like, there's this one guy, Alex Sparling, and uh, I think he listens to this, so he might like this. But um, he is just the funnest person. Like, he's just so much fun. And he moved to Prince George uh, yeah. at the end of last year. And it, I feel it. I feel Alex gone from this scene because yeah. it's just like, he really was good at bringing people together and being like the fun leader. But when that person leaves, Oh yeah. Nobody stepped up and not really. So not, there's not a new Alex and it doesn't, but it's also like, I guess it's hard to be like a, a a headliner comic and then you, 
you're trying to relate to the new comics and they're still, still all excited about your comedy and you're like, fuck this stupid business I've wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that went in a very different way. That what did you think much. I was going to say? I thought you were going to say about collaborating on material and all of a sudden you no. went to, fuck my life and this stupid comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like um, I think you might have been there It was at Yuck Yucks in Edmonton And Pete Johansson I think I was hosting And Pete Johansson was either headlining Or you were headlining I remember and, working with Pete At the Edmonton Yuck Yeah I yeah. think that was the one And uh, I, I was like A year or two years in And I was so excited about everything And mm-hmm. like I was like Oh this was such a great show And after every show And like, after the fourth time Pete was like None of these shows have been great Shut the fuck up Is he right? You're driving me crazy <laughs> And I was like Whoa what an asshole But now <laughs> When comics are super excited about everything, I'm like, these people are idiots. Shut uh, up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, never lose that. That's always, you know, I'm 21 years excited. in and I still get excited yeah. about comedy shows. You know? I do. And of course, there's shitty shows out there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I genuinely do get excited for, especially these shows that I'm yeah. doing. You know, well, like because it's, it's so like, fun and it's fucking, just. People are coming out to see you specifically yeah, instead of that's, just. That's what makes a good comedy tour. You know? It's so nice. And that's what needs to happen in Canada is, is people need to be fans of Canadians. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Specifically about comics that they like. Yeah, you know, like, oh, hey, I like Kathleen McGee. Let's go see her comedy show. Yeah. You know? And then they come and see you again in eight months and you've got new material. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so yeah. great. And, you know, it's it's important to work hard and always bring a new show to audiences. Yeah. Right? So many that yuck yucks. Again, I'm going to shit on yuck yucks. But <laughs> it, it just breeds comics not caring right it just Be, you well, wrote your hour and you it's know, really five years ago and then once you get into your case it's it's kind of i've always felt this and i'm still with them as you get lazy because you just get used to getting a gig sheet sent to you getting all your instructions and, going yeah. doing yeah. it getting paid and yeah. leaving yeah. and you're not really pushing any boundaries no. uh because even if you are the funniest person on the yuck yucks roster it's not it won't matter because you're not gonna get more work no like more it's pay. Just, you're not gonna you know no. people aren't coming to see you they're no. coming to see yuck yucks yeah you know? and that's the thing is you never feel like you can Sorry, rise above order it. of canada mark breslin's yuck yucks. Oh, okay i'm not talking about i still have to work for them but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh, oh that was an interesting thing um <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> Okay, I brought it up. You can bring it up. I volleyed it up. Okay, then if, you talk about it. What do you feel I about it? To say. The order of what is the order of Canada anyway? It's like it's the biggest order. The biggest is it like prestige knighthood, but Canada kind of, knighthood? Yeah, kind that's of, what I thought it was. Kind of. Kind of. So I'm going to call him Sir Breslin from now. Oh my god, <laughs> Sir Mark Breslin. Sir Mark Breslin. <laughs> Speaking of dainty tugboat men. Hey, oh my- <laughs> In a past life, he was a dainty tugboat operator. It's exactly. It. Oh my god! He would laugh at that. If he, he would. Heard this. I hope he would laugh at that. Yeah. You have to have a sense of humor about yourself, no matter who you are. Otherwise, but that's uh, yeah. There was, a, of course, we heard Mark Breslin got the Order of Canada, and everyone was like, "What the fuck?" And then it looked it up. They get 160 of them a year get yeah. handed out, which is, I mean, it's obviously hugely Jen honorable Ar- that Jen you Arden get. Got it this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. When the news comes out that, you know, Jan Arden got one and William Shatner gets one and the, the Tragically Hip gets one, of yeah. course, we're all... But those are the ones that we hear about, right? Yeah. And there's 160 others that are business owners and people that, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know? So it's... Yes, of course, it's well-deserved. I mean, President I will does. say this about Mark is he is important to the Canadian yeah. comedy scene. Like, if it wasn't for Mark Breslin, Yak Yaks wouldn't exist. Yeah, maybe I something probably, else, I, but... A lot of people, in, maybe including myself, might not be comedians today. He gave... 
both of us are yeah. first breaks, like yeah. by letting us perform on his stage. But but also, it gets to be after a while. I'm not getting paid enough, or yeah. or they take things personally and yeah, yeah. give you it's less work because they're angry at you. Yeah. I I shouldn't be talking about all this, but I I don't. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm just doing my own you're thing. I have thing. to. We're doing it right now. We're yeah. doing your podcast. You know, yeah. you're gonna. You're moving to Alberta. Yeah, I'm Is going a, back home. Am I breaking news here? No, I no, broke it already. Yeah. I broke the news. I'm going to, back to Alberta. Alberta fucking rocks. Thank you. Alberta, <laughs> fucking Alberta. Do you have testicles on your truck now? <laughs> no, I haven't graduated that part yet. No, I did r- ride a mechanical bull. I want one of I those. I did vote for Nenshi, so I, I'm uh, I'm making my. You're I got a progressive Alberta. Alberta. Yeah, I'm a progressive. Alberta needs a lot of me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Alberta is changing. Like, the NDP got voted in there. Yeah. And I remember people were pissed. But it's like, no, you've been holding back the creatives and artists and, and liberal-minded people for so long that, yeah, of course they're going to yeah. win. You can't just keep, you know, elbowing up to the uh, the oil and gas industry all the yeah. time. Yeah, you have the Calgary Stampede. That... That's when you can be a wiener. Yeah. <laughs> That's your week to yeah, be yeah. a dick. You're your <laughs> corn dog. Get your corn dogs ready. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm excited I hope my to go back to Alberta. In the oil and gas industry are listening to this one. Right my now. brother works in the oil and gas yeah, industry. Yeah. Like yeah. he uh, and I personally, like I have mixed feelings about it. I'm, and people take for granted that their cars are moving because of Alberta, and they're like, "Well, they want to build a pipeline now." I'm like, well, then don't give gas to Vancouver anymore or BC. They can- <laughs> I'm getting controversial. Well, this is the thing: like uh, the oil sands. Uh, which really are the tar sands. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's not fucking oil and sand. It's no. a lot it's of fucking garbage. Yeah. It's, it's bitching, man. It is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> my favorite oil joke. And they're going <laughs> to pump that out and then send it to China. Yeah. And then China's going to make rubber dicks and solo cups and yeah. sending it back to Canada. So let's all pretend, stop pretending that it's, it it's, for, it's for gasoline for our cars. Like it's Yeah, it's, it's for everything. Pr- There's oil in crap. everything. It's fucking crap. <laughs> that we stop need to stop using. I'm not stopping to use my plastic dick. Sorry, that's forever. Is that right? <laughs> is it rubber or is it <laughs> switch to rub? Switch to a good wood yeah, you dildo. Could get glass dildo. Wood dildos. <laughs> yeah, like let's get some internal slivers where you don't want them. Hey, can I shove a toothpick up your urethra? Oh, no. see. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't want a wooden dick. Wooden dick. I have a wooden dick. Okay. Oh my god. From the Calgary Yuck Yucks. Okay. There used to be a bartender there. Fuck. What's his With name? With a wooden dick. He was Filipino, and he, he would go to. Wood. <laughs> he was a little wooden Filipino man. Wow, um, I don't remember him. Fuck, what was? I feel awful that I can't remember his name. Okay, Alvin or something maybe. But anyway, so Woody. he let's call him Woody. Woody. Woody would go to. Uh, he went to the Philippines and he came back with these ashtrays with a big dick on the side of them okay. made out of wood, and he had them at the Calgary Yuck Yucks. And I was like, and then he's like, Kathleen. He's like. I got you one. I'm like, you know me so well. I love that dick so much. But he used to come up every single time I would go, every weekend I would do it. Yuck, yucks. At one show, I, he would come and do a hooter shooter from me. It was my favorite oh, thing. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I cannot believe I can't remember his name right now. It makes me sad, but. You'll yeah. think of it after you've uh, recorded this podcast. Yeah. So the next one you can say, shout out to. Shout out to my little. Actual booty. <laughs> my little friend. <laughs> Oh my God! What are we? You're okay. playing the uh, Yucks in Calgary soon. Yeah, I'm playing the Yucks in Calgary the last weekend in February. Cool. I haven't been there for a really long time. Yeah, I'll be out of town. Sorry. Boo! I know. Uh, I'm gonna come kidnap Oliver and bring him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Shiloh. And Shiloh. And we'll bring Eugene, and it'll just be a dog a show. Doggy days. I got yeah. to do a dog weekend at, in Whistler at the at the Westin. The Wolf Weekend oh, at the wow. West End. It was the most fun ever. Sure. We went to like a, a f- four-course dinner meal, and I got food, and Eugene got food. Like, <laughs> Is this a real thing? 
Oh, come on. That's it great. was there was like I, at least 80 dogs in the ballroom at the Westin. It was the best So night humans and their dogs are having a fine dining. It's like a weekend. You come with your dog and you do workshops like with your dog. You learn how to paint your dog. Like, Come on, most, okay. Now it's called the Wolf Weekend. Wolf Weekend, and it was great. And when we went, like Eugene got a special Weston dog bed, and I had a fireplace in my room. So I have this picture oh of Eugene God. relaxing on his dog bed oh in front God. of the fireplace. Baller, baller dog. <laughs> my dog is so spoiled, and I love it. It's great. I don't care. Yeah, I will always love my dog more than anything. Sure, I agree. <laughs> I posted a cartoon about this. It says. uh Keep, hold your loved ones close and keep the bad ones away from you and it's this woman hugging a dog and then a little baby behind her going mama and she's yeah, ignoring the perfect. baby perfect yeah, and yeah. i said i'm like in real life this if i have a kid this is going to be me i will love my dog more than my kid and then fucking people i'll say it, kevin fox came on he goes you would kick eugene down the stairs if he bit your kid and i was like so pissed off i was like no i would never kick my dog of course not. down the stairs because he would he bit my kid. I'll be like, good. You're teaching my kid lessons. Uh, Don't pet yeah, strange yeah, <laughs> But I, I hate that. When people that have children tell you how you are going to yeah, feel about things. Tell you like, oh, yeah, this is the greatest thing. You know, it's great. You're you saying know, I'm, that I'm, because I'm, you have nothing else to do in your <laughs> life. Now we're getting controversial. There we go. I hate parents that like make you feel bad because you're not a parent. Yeah. I have plenty of friends that are amazing parents yep. and that are honest and they say, yep. God, this is hard. But people that are like, parenting is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. My life wasn't whole until I had my child. Mm-hmm. I'm like, then that's sad. And then you can tell them about, <laughs> you know, traveling around the world. And, yeah. you know, like, so this is a, this happened to me. Like some friends of mine back yeah. home and you know, we were hanging out and it was just all parent talk yeah. it's just like oh my god my little whatever nathan got into mischief again today and he was <laughs> da, 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 and then like an hour of these stories and, and then somebody said something about like oh sorry pete we're kind of keeping it's like no and then i told him a story about being in the king's tomb at the great pyramid of giza and they're yeah. like what and getting anyway high. tell me more about your <laughs> two-year-old that's now can do sign language or whatever like <laughs> fuck i don't care fuck i don't care i, I do care. i do hate when parents like and how Every parents always put you got to have a kid and be like us. It's just the greatest thing. But then people that don't have kids are like, no, don't listen to that person. The wrong people are having kids. Let's yes. just say that out loud because, you know, the, oh, yeah, having kids is the greatest miracle. But, yeah, great for some people. And it's not a miracle. Let's be honest, you guys. It happens like a thousand times a day. Yeah, yeah. That is not a miracle. No, it's, it's, it's a cool thing that happens that our bodies do, but that's not a fucking miracle. Yeah, it's so uh, anyway, it's it's for for other people yeah you know, it's for other people great. i'm if you think that the world needs more babies oh my god just walk into your local mall and go to the food court and look around we it's don't like need the more worst people. people have like five kids and they're all eating <laughs> kfc and she's wearing sweatpants out in public and like oh, i fuck. have a joke now that um i just say that like i'm thinking of having a kid because i really want to quit comedy and it's the only way i can do it without people <laughs> feeling sorry for me yeah. Because, like, if a man quits comedy, he's given up on his dream and he's a little baby. But if a woman wants to go baby, quit on her dream, you, you just have got, a baby. Oh, there and there's women in the crowd that, like, get a sour face. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. and then I said it to a woman once because she got all sour. I'm like, you're just mad because I'm telling the truth. You gave up on your dream to have children. Uh, and she's like, ah! <laughs> happy i'm so glad to get up at 6 a.m to take jonathan to figure skating lessons. hey if you love having kids that's great but stop absolutely forcing and this feeling on people just, that's their raison d'etre is to have children yeah. and that they absolutely there's nothing wrong with people having children it's great 
it's, it's just like religious people that push religion on you. Like, just let people live their own yeah, fucking yeah, lives and yeah. keep your nose out of it. Absolutely. There's a song called Mind Your Own Biscuits by Casey Musgraves. And it is the best song ever because it's just basically like just mind your own fucking business. Sure. There you go. <laughs> like everyone is meddling. Being on Twitter is the most ob- obnoxious thing now. Like I just, might be done. I might be I'm done not going to quit it, but I just like it. I hate hearing everybody's opinion. Yeah. And everybody's tag. And everybody. I'm just like. Oh, my God. The subtweets. I just want to. Here's a funny joke. And then somebody doesn't favorite your tweet. But yeah. They just get. And then here's another yeah. angle. Like, oh, I, I want to crawl through Twitter. And fucking punch their face. I had a tweet recently. It was like, stop ruining my jokes with your facts. Because I hate that more than anything where you just tell a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone goes, well, actually. actually. And I'm just like, go away. I don't like you. <laughs> All right. This those, are fucking- wor- those are the worst heckles when they try to fact check oh, you. I cannot stand I remember that. doing a setup to a joke about a, a tornado that touched down north of Toronto in a part of Toronto called Vaughn. Yeah. And I, in the setup, I said... Rightfully so. Vaughn is terrible. Let it all get sucked <laughs> away. But I said, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, that uh, tornado touched down, and a guy in the audience goes, uh, that was closer to two months ago, guy. Wh- what what difference does that make? Yeah, it's just all this... the setup to this joke, oh my and God. it just derailed the whole thing. So I ended up talking to this guy. And I'm like, see, so now, does it feel good? You yeah. Just, you fucked up that joke. Nobody gets to hear this great piece of material that I'm working on because you wanted to go, actually, it was two months rather than a few weeks. And you know what's going to crush that guy the most is finding out that it really wasn't the comic's birthday last week and they really didn't get super <laughs> drunk last night. That'll just burst that guy's bubble yeah. if he takes comedy so fucking literally. <laughs> I hate people What like happened to me today? That didn't happen today. That was like four months ago. It didn't ago. rain today. You're lying. You stop it. People like that need to be killed. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm just too silly on wow. this episode. <laughs> we up the empty a lot. I have a loud, a loud oh mouth. Um, well, okay. Well, let's wrap this up. You are oh, still going to be on. Well, unless have we you started wanna... recording it? <laughs> oh, no. I, I forgot. <laughs> we could keep talking forever. I don't care. Would people listen? <laughs> it is recording, though. It is recording. Okay. Yeah. Cool. How long have we done the podcast? Now? We're at a minute. Fin- a minute. A minute. <laughs> wow. We've talked for a minute. Oh, my God. This is. This has been the longest minute of my life. <laughs> <laughs> We're at one minute, one hour, 15 minutes. Oh, one hour, 15. Yeah. Sunny Dolly Wall and I just did a two hour one and I oh had to God. split it in half because we just okay. talked about so much stuff. Yeah. Sonny's a good dude. Sonny is a good dude. Yeah, I like him. Sonny is someone that I just want to see succeed because Me he too. deserves yeah. it. He's such a good person. I mean, I'm sure he's done shitty things. <laughs> we he all have. Always comes up and tells me the same story every time, <laughs> and I love it because it's it's the because the first time he came to me, he says, um, "I don't know if you remember, but we worked together in Mississauga years ago." And I always wince when that said. I'm like, "Oh, was that an asshole to yeah. you?" And I it, were you an asshole? Never. It's no. never happened. No, nobody's ever come up to me and said, "Oh, yeah. you were an asshole to me." But I always think in my head, I'm like, "Oh, I'm a you know maybe no." And it's uh, he says, uh, "Yeah, so you." You were the headliner, and I went up, and it was a tough crowd. The MC didn't do well, and I went up, and I really worked hard, and it was fucking terrible. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, this crowd is just shit. And then you got up there and fucking destroyed everybody. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And then you did this musical closer thing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then the CD started skipping, so then you had this meltdown on stage, but then it was all pretend, and then it was like, oh, my God. And then you (laughs) went back up and did an encore. So it went from like, oh, my God, this is the shittiest audience to like, oh, my God, I just saw like a guy like just work this room like nobody's ever seen before. I'm like, oh, that's great. Please tell me. Tell that one at my funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Let's let's tell everyone how great I was. (laughs) It was really great. I love that. 
I do. I love watching a comic turn a room. I love being the comic that turns a room. That's like yeah, the best feeling it ever. It really is. You know, like you just feel like the the disappointment in the audience going like, oh, man, we spent our whole night with this yeah. thing and this is what it's going to be. And all of a sudden just pop, 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 pop. And yeah. Oh, that's that's a great feeling. Or like when every comic comes up, like, this is the shittiest crowd ever. And then you go up and you're like, I love these guys. Hey, how are you guys <laughs> doing? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my Turns God. out they were uh, they liked comedy. <laughs> Turns That's out they just wanted to do your jokes. Jokes Bam. that are funny. You can't be mean to other comics anymore either. They get no. all sensitive. Do they? I like the best thing ever was like trashing each other, and yeah. they're, now they're just like oh, that offends me. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> it's just so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I know I'm getting old, but it's just weird. You have to you have to have a mutual respect enough before you can start throwing lobs at somebody you know what i mean you can't like yeah. diss them until but until you have a mutual respect to each other that's true i always like say though if if i'm not making fun of you i don't like you mm. i always only make fun of my favorite people in the world okay and like like i'll just be rude to people you that i think love you're sober but you're not good see see love you right yeah, it's, not, it's not it's like, not right but i but if i don't play around with you then i then you annoy me yeah. if you want to know if you annoy me <laughs> if you're, yeah. I don't really engage with you. <laughs> See, I agree. Oh God, I used to be so sweet and nice. <laughs> comedy's changed you. Comedy's made me hard. <laughs> I think comedy is is one of the great gifts that we've both discovered in our lives. You know? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. As much as I say I hate it, I'm like I still can't I, believe I, I get paid. Do anything me else? Either. I no. love it. I love every every laugh. I love the whole process of it of like coming up with a new bit and excited about yeah. hitting the stage and trying something new and. I'm 21 years in and I still fucking get excited. You're 68. I'm 68 years old now. Can you believe it? <laughs> Getting my pension and a, and gigs. Oh, it's the best. Who's the oldest comic working in Canada? Oof. We shouldn't say Oof. this because it'll like hurt someone's feelings. Because I'll name someone and they'll be like, they're 40. <laughs> <laughs> Who, but, yeah, well, Dave Broadfit was always, but Dave yeah. Broadfit, but yeah. that in like our stand up. I felt bad about Dave Broadfoot, so he passed away. Yeah. And everyone was saying these nice things about him. I'm like, hey, I really offended him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. What did you do? I didn't really offend him, but like he came to a, a show that I was on, and the producer came up and said, um, "Dave Broadfoot's here, so he would like to request everyone do a clean comedy act." And I went, "Oh really?" So I did the opposite of a yeah. clean comedy act because I'm like, "Fuck you! I'm 28 years old. Yeah. I'm going to show you what I'm." And it. Ripped like I, I ripped up that set, but I saw his fucking angry face in the audience. Like he was so unimpressed, like he was mad about it. And I, I took that as a badge of honor. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, old school. Yeah, you know. And then he passed away, and everyone was saying like how nice he was and how supportive he, he was. He died that night because I offended him so. Much. He died of a broken heart. All he wanted was some clean comedy, and pizza like went out and broke Dave Broffitt's heart and killed you him. You know what? Like. Go to a comedy show and say, I would like to request a clean I comedy hate that. show. Like, I hate any... comics that request clean comics because I feel that those comics are weak. I'll say it. Yeah. I feel that, that it's hard to follow dirty comedy because it's like the lowest common denominator sometimes. And like, it's easy to get. No, I shouldn't be saying it's easy to get a laugh. It's if you're good at dirty comedy, it's easy to get a laugh. I can get a laugh clean. Yeah, you know? I cannot. But it is hard to follow a dirty Act. No, it no, is. Not if for me. For, no, at for all. some people. Zero. Well, Zero you're just the best person ever then. <laughs> it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Be dirty. It, be clean. I but, just, you know, like these, 
American headliners come up with TV credits and they're like, oh, we want to do a clean show before Buddy comes up yeah. or whatever. It's like, oh, because they're not strong enough that's to follow. That's exactly what it is. They can't follow anybody yeah, yeah. that's a little bit. Do clean bit... comedy because we, you know, we just want some mediocre chuckles before, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I hate it when people request that you be cleaner. I hate it so much. Yeah. I'm just like, well, then why did you book me? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, so, I'm not here to. That's the thing about comedy. It's like it, we don't have a lot of perks in Canadian comedy. So no. The Don't make me be someone that, I'm not. Again, I'm going to give an accolade to Yuck Yucks because they always stand behind the comics. Like, they do. Just do. Do whatever you want on the stage because there's no censorship at all. No you one. Just go I've never heard of a you... comic getting in trouble for saying anything. No. I, if anyone ever complained to Mark Breslin about content, he'd be like, you're at a comedy show. Shut yeah, up. Exactly. Like, that is something. That's yeah. another thing that Yuck Yucks is. And for that, he got the Order of Canada right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Just yeah. standing behind, you know, a whole generations of comedians standing behind them and going like, Sam Kinison came up to yeah. Yuck Yucks years ago, and, and he walked half the room, and he came up to Breslin afterwards and said, sorry about that. He said, are you kidding me? Here's an extra 500 bucks. You do yeah. that every show? Mark I mean, has always been, he always has enjoyed edgier comedy, yeah. too, which is a fr- breath of fresh air in Canadian comedy, because yeah. everything else is like, well, you know, I mean, I dr- applied for a festival, and they messaged back, and they're like, we love Kathleen, but she's just too dirty for CBC, and then they wrote, aww. <laughs> Ah, they put ah in the email? Yeah. I'm like, fuck Aww. them. I was so offended by that. I'm offended for you right it, now. It was so silly. It was so silly. But uh, that's the breaks. That's Canadian. Well, because Canada really loves the baby boomers. And they, uh, the baby boomers ran things for so long. But now I think there's a new generation. And I did the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. And uh, people were walking around going, you can say fuck. You can say fuck. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, they're letting you say fuck. So I I had changed something just from fuck to screw. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this is the stupidest conversation ever. And uh, they went up. They're like, go ask one of the writers if you can say fuck. And I went up. I'm like, can I say fuck on my set? And he goes, yeah, it's Shit's Creek CBC. (laughs) Not funny. Like, that's their edginess. Yeah, yeah. That's their edginess. What, okay. But on top of that, nobody's watching. So who cares? <laughs> you know, so that's what they're like. Yeah, go ahead, say fuck. Peter, the, the seven Seth viewers Larry. will be uh, very upset that you said the f word. I love it. You're just like trash and yucks and the CBC. Well, they, you know, they got thick skin. They can take it. You know, <laughs> this is what show business is. You'll never you do a, a debaters shot. again. <laughs> it's not true. I'll do lots of debaters. CBC Radio loves me. <laughs> Oh my god That was my favorite threat From like comics We're like If you don't clean your act up Kathleen You'll never do the debaters And I've done four or five yeah, Exactly And I have not cleaned my act up It's Exactly It's People just enjoy people That are themselves And that's comedy. our job as comedians Is to take shots At people in power Yeah So yeah CBC's a A, a target yes. You know yuck, yuck, Suck our a dick Sir Breslin yeah, Exactly <laughs> Sir Breslin I want to call him Sir, Sir Breslin, Breslin forever <laughs> <laughs> He rides a white horse now <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a little armor. <laughs> tiny, tiny armor. No. Yeah, tiny. You well, said tiny, not me. Tiny. Oh sorry. my god. I'm sorry. Dainty armor. I have a love hate with Mark Breslin. I'm sure he has a love hate with Kathleen McGee. I'm sure he has a love hate with Pete Zedlacher. Yeah, probably. More, more just hate hate actually. What? No. <laughs> no. Maybe, no. How can you hate Pete? We Zedlacher? we we parted ways amicably. You know. Yeah. 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 That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> If people want to go see you, because your tour is still another two months long. When's this right? going to be? Uh, it'll be uploaded. out on Monday. Oh, Monday. Yeah. Um, so you'll be back from the Vancouver show. Yeah. So time. as of this 
release date, uh, we are on hiatus between the first and second leg of the Snowden Comedy Tour. But the second leg starts up uh, next week. Uh-huh. And we're going through uh, BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and on, ending in Ontario on March 17th Holy at shit. the Thunder Bay Community Auditorium. That's amazing. Huge, huge, Is huge, there huge, a website? or how can Snowdencomedytour.com. Yeah. Or, yeah, just search. Go just, see it. It's yeah, you, yeah. Meyer Hogg, yeah. Dan, and... For the second leg of the tour, it'd be uh, Damon Schritter. Oh, fun. Schritter, who you just mentioned that you got to... And if Schritter's listening, do this podcast, buddy. I w- uh, yeah, I, I have to ask yeah, him, yeah. too. I'm going to feel bad because yeah. his show was incredible. I cried. Yeah. It was so good. We were. He was uh, talking about it last, last snow day, yeah. and he was like putting it together, and we were chatting about it, and... And then when he finally put it on his on his feet, I was hearing all these amazing oh, it was stories incredible. about how great the show was. It was so good. Yeah, he should be so proud of himself. Yeah, I hope he's going to tour it. I think uh, that that would be something. And the message is: do drugs; they make you a better person. Interesting. <laughs> That's basically. Interesting. You know? <laughs> I do want to do ayahuasca, but I'm scared to throw up. That's the, the other thing. Yeah, That's your the, pukephobia has come back pukephobia. to the. Uh, Pukaphobe. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I'm so glad you did the podcast again. Yeah, this me was too. Super fun. I'm a repeat uh, guest. You're your, a repeat. Yeah. Repeat. <laughs> repeat Zedlacher. This gummy's great. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you did the gummy bear. Yeah, I ate a gummy bear from my uh, my friends at potcargo.ca. Yeah, thank you, potcargo.ca. Hey, I was supposed to get a pot sponsor for this show, oh, yeah. and all they were gonna do was send me. Like not money, but just send me stuff, and yep. it fell through. So oh, potcargo.ca, if you would like to sponsor, yep. they're here in uh, British Columbia. This podcast, so, uh, I should get in contact with them. I just want great. free drugs. Yeah. Uh, if anybody I'm, wants to mail me some free mushrooms or free drugs, send me a message, and I'll give you my address. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the cannabinoid oils. Me and my mom are both on the cannabinoid oils now, and uh, that's awesome. A lot of medical benefits, obviously, and um, and the rest is just recreational. I'm so excited for July 1st. Yeah, I mean, not that me. I've been scared of. I can't it wait being for my legal, pot stocks to go through the roof. <laughs> you have boom! Pot stocks? Oh, tons! Oh my tons. god, that's yeah, yeah. smart. Oh yeah, waiting for that big boom to come. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that's like, a good idea. It's like investing in seagrams before prohibition was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lifted. Ah, boom. I wish I had money to invest. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this is my retirement package is uh, getting everybody high in Canada. I'm so excited that that uh, it's gonna be you can retire on weed. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Amazing. I'm like Pablo Escobar of <laughs> Canadian comedy. You're the safe Pablo Escobar. You're very safe, and you know what? You're not good. <laughs> you know what? You're sober, but you're not good. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. I get so mean when I drink. It was just you trying to be mean, and it was hilarious. (laughs) I told Paul some horrible things when we called him. I don't want to repeat them on the podcast. (laughs) But anyway, um, I'll have you on as a repeat Pete guest. I'm sure I will. Re-repeat. Yeah, (laughs) re-repeat. This was super fun. Thank you. It was very fun. (laughs) Well, I got to the end of the road. Yeah.